This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union. For a limited time only, get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingles jersey when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union. Your future is our future. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Morning. I know it's always a good morning when you're taking your kid to school and then uh, doing whatever you do with the rest of your day, but is it a little better when the playoff series win is in the back pocket? Oh, for sure. No, no doubt. Obviously, uh, the first part's very, very enjoyable getting to, to take my, well, to take Jacob to school this morning. Uh, Unfortunately, Miller's on her summer break at the moment um, before she starts summer school. So, um, yeah, just dropped Jacob off and, um, yeah, very nice to win the series. Um, I guess kind of get ready for the next one. Obviously not, not knowing who we're playing yet, but kind of start to think about the next round. Use this next couple of days until we know to, to get some rest and get some treatment and um, get ready for, for whatever, whoever we're going to be playing next. Joe, I want you to get me Donovan Mitchell's autograph because he's a bad, bad man. How fun was it to watch that? You cut out at the start of that. I heard bad, bad man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Donovan Mitchell. I want his autograph, oh, man, because yeah. this kid is incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've said it a few times, it's, it's just not surprising to me anymore and it hasn't been for a very, very long time. Um, we, uh, but he does. Like we, we see it on a daily basis of practice. You see the work he puts in. Um, I've talked about the film. Um, just, just all that. All those things to prepare and be as ready as possible. Um, and then obviously at the end of the day, he's also got that um, I don't know what you call it, X Factor, actually to, to go out there and do it. Like you can prepare and work as hard as you want, but um, sometimes it doesn't translate or not, not all of it will translate, but he goes out there and, um, I mean, I know, I know he's been great. I think the, the best thing and the, the coolest part about how he's been playing is the, the poise and the, the reads off pick and roll. I think he, he had that one turnover where he got blitzed and I think he stepped on the line or the ball went over the, the half-court line. And apart from that, he, he's like they've played so many different styles of defense in this series against him, um, whether it be dropping the big all the way back and like letting the guard kind of fight over and under, whether it be, be blitz, the, the big at the point of the screen, switching. Um, I mean, you name it, they did it this series and um, yeah, just to see his poise and his his reads against them is is second to none. So um, that was that was the coolest part for me. And um, 
I mean, yeah, it makes everyone else's job a lot easier when he's playing at the level that he's playing at. So I get a lot of what you're saying, and I agree, but i got to say that last minute of the first half still stunned me. I mean, the look on his yeah. face, the way he was talking, he made you look like, you know, you, you, the stuff you say on the court is nothing. He was going at Dylan, <laughs> and I thought, honestly, I know everyone hates Dylan Brooks. I thought Dylan Brooks' defense on the shot with 48 seconds left, I thought he stayed with Donovan a long time. The replay showed Donovan yeah. trying to grab with the left hand. It'd be an offensive foul. It's like he's hooking him, sweeping him out of the way. I mean, i got to give Dylan Brooks a ton of credit, and Donovan still stuck that shot in his face. No, for sure. I mean, it was, I think that last one, myself and JC, or I can't remember who was on the court, were like wide open on the other side. It was just like, you could tell that Donovan gets in these like modes sometimes. <laughs> um, and it's like, it doesn't matter. He got five guys on him, and it's you, like, we all stand there very confident that he's going to score. Um, obviously, the, the talk between him and Brooks was something that um, I think Brooks actually initiated a lot of it when Donovan was out that first game, and um, Donovan wasn't going to let him uh, <laughs> kind of get the, the upper step and, um, and be the one walking away with a series or a game or anything, so... Um, like you said, though, I think um, I know everyone hates Brooks, but I mean the kid competes his ass off. He, he plays extremely hard. He's, he's obviously super talented. Um, I mean, one of the things we talked about a lot. I think the big. I think he there was a stat that came up in one of our meetings that I think he led the league in fouls this year. So obviously that's a big part. Of, I think he fouled out in two or three of the games. He had four or five in a couple of them. He had three or four in the first half of one of them. Like. That, that's the stuff that's obviously hurting him a little bit because he can't be out there as much as he, he his team needs him to be. So um, I know everyone hates him, but you've got to give him credit for, regardless of the score of the series, he, he does play the same way. Um, but yeah, I think obviously Donovan. Um, I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you expect to do against Donovan when he's he's in that frame of mind and that aggressive and that confident. I'm always fascinated, Joe, on what motivates professional NBA players who are already at the highest level and what gets them going beyond. Because I think just walking into the building should be a ton of motivation. So from your perspective, when you see trash talking or whatnot and you hear guys on whatever uh, radio, show, television, well, I'm going to pick the Grizzlies or I don't think the Jazz are this good or whatever, how much does that actually motivate an individual to go out and maybe be a little bit better? I mean, some of it's just funny. Uh, I think some of it is you can clearly see in some instances people are literally just saying things for people to retweet or talk about or um, like there's, there's no, there's just no like facts in what they're saying. They're literally saying something about an individual or about a team, whether it be the Jazz aren't good or not going to win or whatever it may be, Joe sucks, Donovan Sullivan, whatever the, the narrative behind it is. Um, and they're literally just saying it for the for the, the clicks or the retweets or the, the the conversation. Like, oh, radio host X said this, and they get their name in the media a little bit. So some of it's just ridiculous. Um, some people, uh, I think, genuinely have debates with I don't know their guest or the the co-host or whatever it is, and 
make bring up good points or talk about interesting things. Um, I think the ones I think there's certain people or or shows or whatever you want to call it that you can read or see that you just like they're literally doing this for clicks and then some of it's like like I said you can tell that it's they're, they're genuinely having a debate about will the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Jazz or will they steal two games at home like whatever the the case is so some of it can motivate like I, I think individually individuals take it differently um, people could tell me I'm the best player in the world or the worst player in the world and it's not going to affect me the way there's three or three people and a baby at home that are the ones that I, I play for and that I want to, to respect from and the, to, to make proud um, and there's a, a locker room and a coaching staff that, that the same same thing for, for and this is me I'm talking about myself personally so maybe Donovan reads something and does take it personally and, and goes out there and wants to prove something, something wrong um, everyone's different for, for me it's my, my family and, and my teammates um, and coaching staff that kind of inner core of, of our, our jazz group um, if I'm doing what they need me to do and they know what I'm doing um, and I'm making them proud and doing um, what I need to do for us to win then I'm going to sleep well at night you can tweet to me whatever you want it's, it's going to uh, be water off a duck's back so um, everyone takes it differently. It's just, uh, I don't know, like you said, some people use it as motivation. Some people disregard it and don't even kind of have a second thought about it. So when Donovan Mitchell is hitting these dramatic threes, everybody can enjoy it and appreciate it. But there's a lot of little things that Quinn and the coaching staff ask out of you guys and in the scouting report and in practices. And you get deep in the series, you've probably heard it over and over. We hear some of it in the Zoom calls, and I, and I try to watch for it. I'm curious what the little things are that the coaches, whether it's the assistant you work with or whether it's Quinn, really appreciate. And I'll give you an example. One thing I saw... Valanciunas was uh, just a beast on the offensive boards early in the series, and I thought Rudy really tried to run him, and I think that's been a point of emphasis for a long time, and it's hard for the seven-foot guys to get up and down the court, but Rudy was in a full-on sprint a few times. Valanciunas was trying to keep up with him, and I'm thinking, man, Valanciunas doesn't play at altitude. This has just got to kill him over the course of a game, and it probably makes him less of a factor on the backboards. We all appreciate Donovan going for 30, but... What are some of the little things you did to win the series? Yeah, I think what you said at the start, it's the, the stuff we focus on as a team that we know can help us win games. And then there's stuff individually. Um, like as a, as a group, I think the, one of the – there's a couple of – Valentunas is kind of involved in both, really. The, the rebounding was something that, was something that we, we had focused on in um, – Obviously, Rudy getting hits and the, and the guards getting hits because they were they are a team that crash and they crash the boards and um, <laughs> the games that they were in the game and the games that they um, made a run and when we had those leads they were were games that we had or, or they had offensive rebounds 16 17 offensive rebounds or six in a quarter um, or four or five in a three or four minute stretch they're the ones that. Um, where the games were close or they got the game back. Um, the turnovers, obviously, for us is something that we, we focused on a lot. Uh, we, we know we're going to turn the ball over at times because we move the ball. 
Um, but there's also the, the bad ones that, that get them out in transition. Um, and I think as, as individuals, there's different things that different guys do in, in different games, or in this case now, series. Um, I think, I mean, for, for me, it was quite obvious the last couple of games how bad I was playing and trying to get in a flow a little bit. And it was like, all right, what can I do to help? Like, I can push the ball when I've got the ball and, like, get JC an, an easy touch or push it and, and pitch it to Donovan and get him downhill without him having to bring it up against pressure. Um, like, getting hits on the defensive end so Rudy's not down there fighting by himself. Whatever the things we can do, I guess for me personally, but everybody's kind of in the same frame of mind. Um, but what, what can we do to, to make it easier for the teammate? What can we do to um, help on a possession, to, to help Rudy on a rebound? And, and ultimately, everybody's goal at the end is, is to win the game. So, yeah, I can miss every shot, but can I get out there and, and get... For me, like it's like with that second year, like get JC touches in the right spot, get Donovan some possessions where he doesn't have to bring the ball up every time. Or usually, usually it's Mike. Um, obviously, more Donovan last night in the second half. Um, can I get Rudy a, a touch on a roll um, when they're playing a certain style of defense? So, um, yeah, I mean it's it's different, and obviously the next series as a team, whoever we play, will, will be different to what these ones are. There might be some some similarities that, that, that kind of roll over to the next series, but it will be some different things, whether it be the, the, the Mavericks or the Clippers. Um, and then again, same thing individually. Like, what, what can we do as each individual to, to help our group and, again, ultimately um, win a game and, and win four games in a, in a series? So if shots aren't falling, and you've already acknowledged that they weren't falling for you in this series, uh, is it easy, hard to maintain confidence? Um, I mean, it's easy to maintain confidence because I know I put the work in. I know I shoot every day and I go and do this routine and I get extra shots up. I, I know I'm doing the right things. Um, it's not like I missed a few shots and decided to sit on the couch and get drunk with a beer and pizza and try and, like, wipe my sorrows away. Um, I, I know I'm doing the, the, the right things in the process to, to, to make shots like I... I mean, some nights they, they go in, some nights they don't. And right. when they're not, like I said, I've got, I've got to find other ways to, to still be effective, to still help Donovan, Rudy, Mike, JC, all our, all our guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I mean, we've talked about it a million times. Like, I'm not going to force shots. And, um, if I've missed a few shots, because I... Well, obviously, I, I want to make shots. I'm not, I'm not going out there to miss. Um but I'm not going to force shots just to score, just to make a couple of three. I'm not going to take bad shots to do that. Um, I think there's there's other ways I can impact the game and through some of those things I was I was saying before. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely frustrating. It's not like I woke up this morning and was like, yes, I didn't make a shot. Like this is awesome. Um, but I, I know I I do the right things every day to put myself in a position to to make those shots, and there's usually like I said, the shots I take are the ones that I do practice. So, um, yeah, if only if anything, stats and everyone looks up that, it just means I'm in for a, a little run here to, to yeah. make a string of a lot of shots in a row. And and then if you make a lot of shots in a row, I think the beer and pizza sounds pretty good too. 
<laughs> I think I'll hold off that for a little while, but uh, no, it'll be it'll be nice. Obviously, it's, I mean, it was it is frustrating. It's not like I like I said, it's not like I it, it was it's like a double edged sword. It's obviously I was extremely happy we won the series and um, we're able to do it, especially the last couple of games with myself not not playing well or not up to to my standard or what I believe I can do to to help the group. Um, but we won the series, and I won't swear like I was going to swear. Um, but we won the series, and, and I know myself, and, and obviously my teammates and stuff, and the uh, some of the bozos on Twitter. Um, everyone knows I can play play better. I know that um, first and foremost, and um, I'll make sure I, like I said, get get some rest, get some treatment, and, and get ready for this uh, for this next series whenever we start. So I saw some uh, headlines in the news about Australia this week and it made me think of you, Joe. I saw a thing about uh, Australians and can they travel and go on vacation, or as Aussies like to say, on holiday. And there's real strict uh, restrictions on leaving the country and coming back because of the coronavirus pandemic. And I'm curious, are you going to be able to go home this summer? Are there rules? Have you looked into that? Or is your wife looking into that? Uh, we've looked into it. It's actually... I laugh, but it's not funny at all. It's actually been—it's actually been really tough on on both of us and our and our family, um, as you guys know. And, and probably we we do go home every summer, um, usually. Uh, last the summer just gone, we obviously couldn't with COVID being as kind of hot as it was at that time. Um, and like you said, is uh, Australia had some some fairly strict rules. Um, and still do to this day. The rules have not changed since um, since kind of COVID first kind of, I guess, blew up the way it did. Um, so it's actually been pretty tough on our, just kind of our, I guess, our little family here, um, not being Renee super close with her family, her parents, not being able to, not being able to obviously come over here. Um, I mean, they could come over here, but they're, they're obviously older too, and, and they're traveling, and they're not vaccinated. Vaccin- I think Australia's had like one or two percent vaccinated in the country because of how well they did do early on um, with kind of shutting it out and kind of shutting the country down to a certain extent, or at least people traveling into the country. Um, and obviously, yeah, like, uh, like I said, we, we haven't been able to go home either. So it's been, I think it's just over two years now, give or take, of us seeing anyone that's close to us um not even just for us for, for the kids um i mean jack's nearly seven months now has never met a family member um so yeah i mean it's it's been rough obviously we are, we understand why australia has the rules they have because of the, like they're living normally in australia they're in a lockdown right now because of i think like 20 cases or something and they shut the they're about to be 10 or 12 days into a, I think, a 14-day lockdown um, over, like, 30 or 40 cases. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's been tough, but we understand why they're doing and why they've got the rules, I guess, that they've got. But um, at the end of the day, it doesn't make it any easier not seeing anyone um, close to you for, for a couple of years. Well, here's to knocking down threes in the second round, Joe. We're behind you. I'm good, man. Uh, like I said, I, I know I put the work in. I know it's 
frustrating, obviously, for myself. It's probably frustrating for fans watching, being like, why doesn't he just make a shot? Like, <laughs> I've never once gone out there and, like, I'm going to go 0 for 6 tonight or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating, but like I said, I'll... I'll use these few days to, to get right and get ready and rest up and uh, put put in some work, obviously, and, um, yeah, get get ready for this next series. It, I mean, it can't get much worse than the last couple of games, can it? So I can only go up. There you go. You're due. It's a baseball expression. Have Donovan explain it to you. I've heard he's kind of into baseball a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to win a lot of money on our bets, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd bring that up. All right, Joe, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Of course. Appreciate it, guys. All right. There's Joe Ingles, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. More in a moment. Everything you missed in this show. The Jazz are wrapping up their series. They're not the only team. Now the focus on the Mavericks and Clippers. Who's going to win that series? And Danny Ainge's comments about his future this morning on Boston Radio. That's all coming up next. Stay with us.